Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're listening to America's favorite radio travel show, Rudy Maxa's World. This is a special edition of Rudy Maxa's World because this week we took the show on the road to Carmel Valley Ranch. This is a stunning 500-acre resort in Northern California, about a 90-minute drive from San Francisco's airport. So for the next hour or so, we'll chat with some locals from Monterey County and the Carmel Valley. And I hope what you hear will convince you to add this destination to your bucket list, whether you're considering a family or a romantic getaway. It's great for either. Meanwhile, if you have a moment, help me reach that magic 1,200 number of friends on Facebook. Just choose Rudy Max, a TV show, and click on like. I know, I know this is not a TV show, but... I do a series of TV shows on the world's great destinations for PBS, and there wasn't room in Facebook for me to write and radio show. So Rudy Max, the TV show, Facebook. All right, let's get to the important stuff. The mega yacht show in Monte Carlo ended this week, and we'll check in with yacht broker Jonathan Beckett to learn if the global economic doldrums are affecting the very, very rich when it comes to buying really, really big boats. Then we're going to meet John Pritzker. He started as a teenager in the family business, Hyatt Hotels, by painting the boiler room of the Hyatt at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. Now he has his own mini empire after breaking away from the family, and he owns Carmel Valley Resort. We're going to meet a Carmel Valley beekeeper named John Russo, with whom we'll speak about the unique art of cultivating the bees that pollinate fields of lavender here, as well as uh, uh, providing the honey for the resort's kitchen. And the single most popular attraction in the Carmel region is the Monterey Bay Aquarium. We're going to learn more about that from its uh, communications director, Ken Peterson, and Brian Gibson, uh, the Carmel uh, Valley Resort uh, uh, Director of Sales and Marketing has stopped by with a couple deals. Let's first take a quick look at uh, uh, the news and travel this week. Well, Russia plans to open a four-room orbiting hotel for wealthy tourists by 2016. The price for a five-day stay? $1 million. The hotel pod is going to cruise 217 miles above the Earth, and guests would reach it after a two-day ride. No, by the way, that ride costs another $800,000. Guests are going to eat f- space food. They're going to use vacuum toilets and take sponge baths. Lovely. No alcoholic drinks will be served, and there's no mention of whether the Wi-Fi is free or not. The star of the lesbian-oriented television show called The L Word, Leisha Haley, asked her fans this week to boycott Southwest Airlines after a flight attendant objected to her kissing her girlfriend during a flight flight from Baltimore to St. Louis. Haley said she wasn't making any kind of spectacle and that it was, in her words, a modest kiss that would not have been noticed if it was exchanged between a straight couple. Well, for its part, the airline said initial reports indicated several passengers had complained about excessive behavior. However, several days after the incident, Southwest backtracked and said it offered Haley a full refund for the flight and, quote, reached out to extend goodwill, unquote, in words that fell just short uh, of, a, of a full apology. Uh, Jonathan Beckett is the CEO of, uh, of the mega yacht company Burgess Yachts. And you may recall we talked with him prior to the opening of the event in Monte Carlo about, oh, about two weeks ago. And we promised we'd check in to see how sales went among the very rich, given the shaky economic climate in the world. We reached Jonathan in Australia. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, Rudy. It's good to be back. All right. So how did things go in Monte Carlo overall? 
Um, I think the Monte Carlo show was um, was a great success. We had, I think, an unprecedented number of clients at the show this year. A lot of people came with their checkbooks because they realized that uh, now is the time, you know, to find, to find a really good buy in our market. So distressed real estate on the high seas, so to speak. <laughs> um, you could put it that way. I mean, it's difficult to say it's distressed because, um, because, because prices are still, you know, still very high compared to many other um, assets. But um, certainly there are some very good deals around. And what nationality did you find uh, one particular nationality predominant? Did you find a shift in the in people from coming from countries that might not have been as well represented in previous sales at the yacht uh, uh, the, at the yacht deal in Monte Carlo? Um, yeah, I think we did, and for the first time, you know, there were quite quite a few Chinese faces around around the boat show, and also, um, you know, there there were quite a number of people there from Brazil. So uh, traditionally, it's sort of you know the Europeans, Americans, Russians, um, and so on. But um, but certainly there was a distinct number of um, Chinese faces, which was good to see. What is the uh, official name of that uh, yacht sales event? It's called the Monaco Yacht Show, um, and it takes place every year in September, and it is the sort of premier showcase for for the sale of these large luxury yachts. Um, All right. There's about there are in total about two hundred and two hundred and thirty two hundred and fifty yachts on display, about eighty um, moored in the port, and about another hundred and fifty at anchor. And uh, you said you noticed prices holding up. We talked about a particularly large yacht uh, that you had sent a press release out before the sale. Um, how did that go? Did it move? Um, the, the boat, uh, we, we had a lot of visits on board the boat. There, there's been a lot of interest. Um, we're, talking, we're talking to two or three people um, about, about making an offer on that boat. It's, it's rare that someone comes along and actually sort of signs a deal at the show. Um, having said that, we, we've got two, two boats, um, smaller boats, where, where clients have made offers, one at $30, $30 million, another one at, um, at $25 million. But, but the particularly large yacht, as you know, we, we were talking about close to $200 million. I'm sorry. So small. I guess next to 200 million, 25 and 30 are smaller yachts. But is that about as small as the yachts are in this uh, this annual event? No. Um, uh, most of our most of our yachts um, that we represent, uh, I, I guess we started around at around the sort of 15 to 20 million dollar mark. Um, but but there are smaller boats at the, at the show that start probably sort of five, six, seven million dollars. All right. Did you leave Monte Carlo? Um, Happy, cheered, looking, uh, thinking positively, or did you leave worried? Uh, what's your general feeling about at least this particular narrow segment of the economy? Uh, we, we, I think, as a company, we left feeling pr- pretty buoyant. And um, you know, the one, the one thing about our market is that you know there is uh, there is an abundance of product to sell at the moment. There's no shortage of of, of boats to sell, and there are a lot of people in the market looking to buy. Um, but they want to buy, you know, obviously at low prices, and it's a matter of matching the two. Um, as a company, you know, we had as many clients there this year as we've ever had, and it's now down to our brokers to try and close the deals. I know you're not you, you're not based in Australia. Is there another yacht show there you're visiting, you're attending? 
Um, no, we, we're on a sort of we're on about a four-week um, road show now. So um, we left we left Monaco. We were in London for two days, Singapore for two days. We're now in Perth, West Australia, headed to headed to Sydney later today, and then down to New Zealand, um, California, and then eventually Florida and New York. Wow, that's quite an itinerary. I appreciate your taking time uh, to talk to us this weekend, Jonathan. Take care, travel safely. Thanks, Rudy. Good to chat. Jonathan Beckett is the CEO of Burgess Yachts. You can visit their website, BurgessYachts.com, if you're looking for a little something to float around the water in. When we come back, we'll talk with the owner of Carmel Valley Ranch. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Becky, thanks for calling. Oh, no problem. Lyle, honey, it's time to go home. DoubleMySpeed.com. What is that he keeps saying? DoubleMySpeed.com. DoubleMySpeed.com. What is that? Oh, this amazing site. Lyle logged on to DoubleMySpeed.com, got a free comprehensive diagnosis, and within minutes he knew exactly what was slowing down our PC. Wow. Anyway, DoubleMySpeed.com removed dangerous spyware and a virus. No kidding. They cleaned our computer remotely and restored it to peak performance. DoubleMySpeed.com. DoubleMySpeed.com. We know Lyle. He's so excited about DoubleMySpeed.com that he wanders the neighborhood to spread the word. But the only thing he can say is DoubleMySpeed.com at double speed. Gee, I wonder if Don knows about DoubleMySpeed.com. Oh, Lyle sent him an email. Don, do you know about... DoubleMySpeed.com. 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 Get your free diagnosis at DoubleMySpeed.com and within minutes, find out what's slowing down your PC. DoubleMySpeed.com. Guess it was a group email. Get your free diagnosis today. DoubleMySpeed.com. Your PC like new again. DoubleMySpeed.com. Get in the Turn a blind eye to your windshield wipers, and you could be driving blind. That's why it's a great rule of thumb to replace your wipers every six months to ensure clear, safe visibility. Right now at AutoZone, buy one Duralast FlexBlade wiper with advanced wiper technology for superior all-weather performance and get the second one half off. See store for restrictions and details. Get the visibility you need with Duralast FlexBlade wipers only at AutoZone, where parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're in Rudy Maxa's World, and we're on the road today at Carmel Valley Ranch, and I'm delighted to be joined by John Pritzker. Now, if that last name sounds familiar to you, well, that's because John is the son of the founder of the enormously successful Hyatt Hotel chain. John began his hotel career at 16, painting the boiler room of the Hyatt Regency at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. Uh, he rose in the ranks through Hyatt in 1988, went out on his own, began an investment firm that, among other things, bought Carmel Valley Ranch several years ago, reimagined it, gutted it, and renovated it, and reopened it in, John, what, 2010 or 2009? Opened it. Well, we never, we never shut it down, Rudy. Uh, it's, 
We describe it as changing the tire at 70 miles an hour. We kept it open throughout the renovation. Uh, but but I, I suppose if we had to put a date on flipping the switch, it would have been uh, late last year in 2010. How did you how did you come upon Carmel Valley Ranch? How did you find this? Were you a guest? Uh, no, I I was sitting in a car in the freezing rain in Brooklyn, and my partner Tom Gottlieb called and he said, "There's this place we we'd been looking to get back into hospitality." And he said, "There's this place, Carmel Valley Ranch, and it's kind of more abundant." And I'm going to go look at it. And I kind of was in a yeah yeah fine have fun mood. And uh, he called me a couple of days later. Said, "I think you need to come see this." And I went down about a week later. And it was one of those glorious Carmel Valley days. And I drove onto the property, just ready to slam Tom for for uh, dragging me out. And uh, it was it's 500 acres, and it was magical. I mean, there's thousands of legacy oaks and an amazing golf course, and on and on and on and. I would walk around this place. We'd go on a, we went on a hike the next morning up on our mountain, and all I could say was, wait, is this part of the property? Is that part of the property? And I literally fell in love with it. You know, they say never fall in love with, uh, with an asset, but, but that's virtually impossible for me at this place. And how long ago was that? Uh, so that would have been 2009, and we set right to work. It had been, um, Blackstone owned it, and... Uh, Kind of, it, it had been running on remote control as kind of a golf and tennis resort. And Carmel Valley uh, is often thought of in the old days as kind of the home of Clint Eastwood and Merv Griffin, uh, which doesn't make for much of a, a of a contemporary reality show. And so our notion was to really update uh, the resort, and our view was kind of as the resort went, so would a fair amount of how Carmel Valley itself was perceived. And uh, so we, we, we quickly put plans together and reimagined the place, as you said, and, and, uh, and, and opened, uh, opened with finished construction about nine months later. Now, one report said you put out $30 million in, into the resort. Is that uh, roughly? Um, you know, that was, that was our intention. And, and uh, I don't know if you've ever built anything, but, it, it, <laughs> you know, you, uh, the best laid plans. Uh, we, we probably have 40 into it, and, uh, but we bought it very well. This was, we describe it as uh, Blackstone has something on the order of uh, 600 and some odd properties and uh, they just forgot about this one. So they they just wanted this off the books, and we were able to squeeze a, a very good deal. So we had room to, to spend on the place. Well, as you implied a moment ago, some people look at Carmel Valley real estate-wise or resort-wise as sort of a death death valley. What, what, in your view, when you first walked through this property, needed to be done to make this uh, up-to-date, or so up-to-date it would not attract, it would attract not only Californians, but also folks from other parts of the country. You know, somebody asked my dad once what what made him think he could go into the hotel business, and his response was, because I stayed in one once. And, <laughs> and it really, it's not much more, we're not talking rocket science here. And so what I thought about was, this is a cool property. What would I want to do? What would I want this to be if I came and stayed here? It's only two hours from my house in, in the city in San Francisco, and uh, what would I want to do? And what came to mind was summer camp, uh, because it very much reminded me. I went to camp in, in Wisconsin, and all the things you can do uh, on that property, 
lend themselves to not taking yourself all that seriously, letting people come and kind of let their hair down and and, uh, be themselves and not be crammed around a pool with 75 other people vying for the same chair and um and so that's that's how we viewed it it's you know we're at the southern tip of 10 12 million people um we are 45 minutes from silicon valley and people now our view is people want experiences they don't want to come to a resort and lay on their back and stare at the sun anymore and so kind of the theme of this really was we want people to leave and go home to their cocktail parties and say, we went to this place and you can't believe what we did there. And whether that's learning how to render lavender into oil or uh, the beekeeping program or doing yoga up on the mountaintop or the 6,000 acres of hiking, it just lends itself. And, and, and so the summer camp theme carried itself right through to uh, we built about seven or eight fire pits, and we stocked the fire pits uh, at night with uh, uh, s'more, um, uh, you know, with chocolate marshmallows and graham crackers. And people, adults, sit around and they make marshmallows and s'mores, and it's just it's that kind of place. No pretense. The rooms are enormous. They're about 900 square feet. Uh, they all have fireplaces. Some have two. All have views. So it's just it's it's a very it's not as I say it's it's not a yippie coyote ranch. It's a Carmel Valley really fun comfortable ranch. I'm talking with uh, uh, my guest is uh, calling from his home in San Francisco. It's John Pritzker, who's owner of the Carmel Valley Ranch, where we are at this very moment. First of all, let me just say those s'mores are complimentary. So you go out in the evening, you're by the pool, you've got a fire pit, and there's a big basket of Hershey chocolate bars, a big basket of uh, marshmallows and crackers, and you can do your own s'mores. I think, John, what struck, struck me in the day and a half I've been here preparing for this radio show is how this is a camp or a resort that folks, families can come to, as well as, say, a couple here for a romantic getaway. Um, and I also know that you're planning on having some corporate, you have had and continue to have corporate events here where they take over the entire property. I think that's very unusual in a resort, that you can ha- have that, those kind of activities without stepping on the toes of each other. Well, you know, when you've got 500 acres, Rudy, you have the ability to run concurrent programming without having people bump into each other. And so uh, one of the great scenes was our general manager, Dan Korn, who just was married at the ranch last week. Um, At summer camp, uh, for those listeners that have been to summer camp, Color Wars is kind of the highlight of of the camp experience. And we will take groups, and I mean serious, aggressive, competitive groups, uh, you know, electronic arts, some of the great names in, in the Valley, and we'll split them into two, and they'll have color wars. And that might be bed-making, you know, relays to bed-making and throwing tennis balls. And we've had a situation where these people are doing that, and kids are standing there watching them, <laughs> kind of thinking the world is turned inside out. Uh so it it just it's one of those properties that allows us to do things like that, and our guests seem to walk away really enthralled with the place. 
We have about one minute left. Is there anything on the horizon that you think needs to be added or that you hope to do in the future? Well, you know, uh, if you've walked through the organic garden, it's pretty spectacular. And then yes. past that is the bee program. Um, one of the things we're talking about is adding a chicken coop and, uh, and uh, doing our own fresh eggs. And it's those types of things where we can not only provide freshness and quality, but we can educate people about country life. You know, you come from San Francisco, you don't know much about chickens uh, uh, laying eggs. And so the bees give us the honey for the spa and the, and the kitchen, but it's also pretty spectacular when you've got 60 kids around and you're teaching them about bees and how important they are to the environment. So it's not just the camp experience, it's also a learning experience, and that's where we think people go home and go, oh, my God, have you ever spent time with 60,000 bees? It's spectacular. This is and a that, long that's way. That's a win for us. It's a long way from the boiler room at the O'Hare uh, uh, Hyatt. See what I had to do to get out of the boiler room? Unbelievable. Well, I <laughs> thank you for taking time out of your weekend to talk with us, John. Thank you, Rudy. John Pritzker is the owner of Carmel Valley Ranch. In a couple of minutes, we'll check in with one of the pioneers of the farm to table movements, Jeff Jim Woods, here. Hey, stick around. We'll be back with more Rudy Max's World in just a few minutes. Rudy Max's World is coming right back, so get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Corknickles. Intrigued by Cliff Corknickles? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moor, too exhausted to talk, one starts listening to the chronicles of the locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moor, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Corknickles. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a vacation from the typical vacation. DiscoverIreland.com Find great value vacation offers at DiscoverIreland.com If you're like me, you have personal belongings that you hold dear. Belongings you can't live without. It's precisely why Geico makes it easy to get renter's insurance for a really low rate. Renters can protect all their personal belongings for as little as $12 a month. What belongings do I hold dear? This karaoke machine and my vinyl record collection. You fancy a tune? Nah, I shouldn't. All right then. Are you going to Scarborough Fair? Visit geico.com to see how affordable renters insurance can be. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. about 33 minutes after the hour. Nice to have you here. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous weekend in Carmel Valley. I'm sure I'm not the first visitor. I know I'm not the first visitor to say I, 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 I wish I could live here. I'm coming to you from the Carmel Valley Resort. Excuse me, Carmel Valley Ranch. It is a resort, and what a resort it is. And one of the things that is a huge attraction here to visitors is an, uh, av- an apiary. That's right. Am I using the word right? Yep, you are. Appy, meaning bee, uh, apiary. 
Uh, My guest is John Russo. He is the beekeeper here at Carmel Valley Ranch. How did you get into bees, John? Well, Rudy, I have a lavender farm about 15 miles east of here. Okay. And um, I was cultivating lavender, and I brought the bees out to be part of the lavender operation that I have. Um, And how long ago was that? Oh, this is maybe about seven years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I think the bees came on more as um, a part of the lavender operation. They were your employees. um, I'm sorry? They were your employees. They They had to pollinate the uh, lavender. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But the the thing is, they're they're just such fascinating creatures that they began to take um, an importance of their own on my farm. And, And at this point, I think that the time I spend between the lavender and the bees is almost equal. They're both of equal importance now. Now, surrounding surrounding the uh, the beehives that are here on Carmel Valley uh, Ranch are a lot of lavender fields. Did you plant those? Yeah, we planted about 7,500 lavender plants here last year. And we're operating the lavender here as I do on my farm for production use. Um, I noticed today they were harvesting them, harvesting the sort of, it looks like the lavender, the, the per- bloom has gone off the roses, or the purple has gone off the lavender. Is that the time to harvest? Yeah, when you, when you harvest for oil production, you tend to want to do it as the plants are in decline, um, so the oil intensifies. Kind of like with grapes, they let the grapes struggle a little bit at the end so mm-hmm. that it intensifies the flavor. It's the same with lavender. You want the lavender to struggle a little at the end to intensify those scents. And that's what's going to happen with this lavender? It'll be pressed into lavender oil? Steamed, yeah. Well, steamed. I use steam distillation. So we've been, um, every day we're cutting lavender and transporting it out to my farm. I have a steam distillery out there that I operate, and we've been um, steaming uh, essential oils out of the lavender that's in turn brought back here to Karma Valley Ranch used in the spa treatments and the room amenities and also in some products in the gift shop. I noticed the soaps in the rooms are lavender soaps. And yeah. Are those from locally grown lavender, presumably? That's right. Yeah. And the, the bee operation, that provides honey as well. I know just a couple of weeks ago here it was, or I guess, I guess all the month of uh, October or September was honey month. Honey month, yes. And exactly. the chef here had uh, dishes that used honey heavily. Again, is that honey from here? That's right. They use the honey from here, and we also have it in the in the gift shop as well. And twice a week, you do a demonstration for guests here? That's right, yeah. And that that's actually, I think, one of the, the more unique aspects of us keeping bees. Um, a lot of properties are beginning to keep bees on the property. Um, one of the unique things that we've got here at Carmel Valley Ranch, um, both with the bees and the lavender, is we actually invite the guests to become part of the operations of the cultivation of the bees and the lavender. And I don't mean just going down and um, and taking a tour and, and from afar me pointing to the apiaries and saying those are our apiaries and watching the bees fly in and out. Uh, I do do that and I talk about bees because I think most people who come to the program are coming with an experience. Every I start off every program asking people, so what are your experiences with bees? And I get a handful of people who have actually been near a hive or had a conversation mm-hmm. with a beekeeper or something like that. By and large, most people's experience with bees are getting stung <laughs> yes, right. and eating honey. So and do you actually open the negative. hives? We don the bee suits, we open the hives, they participate with oh, me on great. routine beekeeping operations. It's almost like a mini beekeeper's class in about a 90-minute period where they get the whole gamut of introduction to bees, 
just as amazing creatures. Then we put on the suits and we go in. And I like to tell them when we start, we start off down by the clubhouse where we've got lavender growing all around it. We start off kind of crouched in the lavender there, watching the bees forage, collecting the nectars and pollens. And I tell them then we're going to see this whole process all the way from right here in the flower, all the way up into the hive and out into the bottle. So when you eat honey from this point forward, you're going to have a completely different appreciation for where this substance is. And am I correct? There's no charge for this for the guests. Unbelievable. Now, uh, is there a particular kind? I I notice in in the literature here that it says they are Italian bees. Yeah. I didn't know there were, I I guess there should, I should know there are different kinds of bees. What, What is an Italian bee? What is its distinctive characteristics? Well, the Italians... The Italians tend to be a little more golden in color, but Mm -hmm. more importantly, the reason I have Italians here is they're good honey producers, and they're also very docile. So the Italian bees tend to be easy to be around, and for first-time beekeepers, it's nice to have bees that are are comfortable to be around. We just got about 30 seconds left, but it must be great to work with lavender and bees in your life. Well, and I just want to say one of the amazing things about working with this program at the ranch is just watching somebody go from that initial experience to really lighting up when they see the civilization, the society of bees, and just starting to really appreciate them. John Russo is the beekeeper here at Carmel Valley Ranch. John, uh, you got a fascinating job, fascinating profession. Thanks for stopping in and sharing it with us. Thanks for having me here. So come to the Carmel Valley Ranch, go see John Russo, and uh, get to know the bees. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. I'm delighted you're here. Stick around. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about the Monterey Bay Aquarium, one of the big draws for Monterey Peninsula. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Heritage for the blind reminds you to be kind. There's something you can do for those who depend on you. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Heritage for the Blind is an IRS-recognized charity, and your donation is tax-deductible. Whether your car runs or not, we'll tow it away for free. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day hotel voucher to one of many exciting locations. So be a star. Donate your car. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS or call 1-800-555-6689. And remember, you can prevent blindness by getting your eyes checked annually. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Today. Becky, thanks for calling. Oh, no problem. Lyle, honey, it's time to go home. DoubleMySpeed.com. What is that he keeps saying? DoubleMySpeed.com. DoubleMySpeed.com. What is that? Oh, this amazing site. Lyle logged on to DoubleMySpeed.com, got a free comprehensive diagnosis, and within minutes he knew exactly what was slowing down our PC. Wow. Anyway, DoubleMySpeed.com removed dangerous spyware and a virus. No kidding. They cleaned our computer remotely and restored it to peak performance. DoubleMySpeed.com. DoubleMySpeed.com. We know Lyle. He's so excited about DoubleMySpeed.com that he wanders the neighborhood to spread the word. But the only thing he can say is doublemyspeed.com at double speed. Gee, I wonder if Don knows about doublemyspeed.com. Oh, Lyle sent him an email. 
Don, do you know about DoubleMySpeed.com. 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 Get your free diagnosis at DoubleMySpeed.com. And within minutes, find out what's slowing down your PC. DoubleMySpeed.com. Guess it was a group email. Get your free diagnosis today. DoubleMySpeed.com. Your PC like new again. DoubleMySpeed.com. Get in the zone. Turn a blind eye to your windshield wipers, and you could be driving blind. That's why it's a great rule of thumb to replace your wipers every six months to ensure clear, safe visibility. Right now at AutoZone, buy one Duralast FlexBlade wiper with advanced wiper technology for superior all-weather performance and get the second one half off. See store for restrictions and details. Get the visibility you need with Duralast FlexBlade wipers only at AutoZone, where parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone! AutoZone. If you're like me, you have personal belongings that you hold dear. Belongings you can't live without. It's precisely why GEICO makes it easy to get renter's insurance for a really low rate. Renters can protect all their personal belongings for as little as $12 a month. What belongings do I hold dear? This karaoke machine and my vinyl record collection. You fancy a tune? Nah, I shouldn't. All right then. Are you going to Scarborough Fair? Visit geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under Radio Sponsors for more info. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here about 43 minutes after the hour. And if you've been listening, you know that I'm coming to you live from Carmel Valley Ranch here in Carmel Valley, California. One of the reasons that a lot of people come to this part of the world is the Monterey Bay Aquarium. It's very, very famous, and I'm delighted to have the communications director of the aquarium, Ken Peterson, joining me now. Hi, Ken. Welcome to the show. Rudy, it's great to be here. Now, you told me before the uh, before we went on the air that about 50% of the people who come to this area as visitors are coming because of the aquarium. That's an astounding number. It is, and uh, we're pleased that we've div- done our job as well as we have that people want to come and and then the other half of our visitors are ones who are going to come to the area and come to places like Carmel Valley Ranch and then include the aquarium as, as part of the experience while they're here. So 100% of every all visitors who come to the Monterey Peninsula come to the aquarium. Well at least 100, <laughs> at least 100% of the people who come to the aquarium have a good reason and half of those want to come and, and see us as the primary reason for coming to explore. All right sell me on the aquarium why is it a swell place? The aquarium is the first in the world that was really devoted to interpreting the marine life of its own region and it's incredibly rich here. We've got a mile-deep submarine canyon in the middle of the bay. We've got rich kelp forests that are full of sea otters. You can see egrets and blue herons fishing on the top of them uh, in the winter months. Uh, We have the largest and biggest jellyfish exhibits any place. We have special exhibitions that you typically find uh, in a museum concept. So right now we have the secret lives of seahorses, and we've got a great kind of psychedelic-themed jellies experience coming up in the spring of 2012. And, and don't you bring the water in? I mean, your water is right there. You're on the edge of the water. Monterey Bay is the largest national marine sanctuary on the continental U.S., and we, it's so pristine that we're able to pipe the water directly in from the bay a billion gallons of water a year, 2,400 gallons a minute around the clock, and it goes back into the bay because all we're doing is growing plants and critters that are settling out on the rockwork in our exhibits. Does that make for happier fish? It does make for happier fish, and it certainly makes for more realistic exhibits. And uh, people who come here are seeing a slice of what they'd see if they went scuba diving or snorkeling, 
And we hope to, then they'll go out and explore and meet some of those animals in places when they're doing the other things they do around the area, like go kayaking or take a bike ride on the coast or go hiking some of the coastal trails. Let me go back to the seahorse exhibits. I mean, seahorses, I think of seahorses, I think of little girls who are seven, eight years old drawing pictures. Um, are, where are seahorses fit in the food chain? I mean, who eats them or what do they eat? They're, they're, they're eating small planktonic uh, shrimp-like creatures, and they're probably eaten by, they are eaten by larger fish. In fact, we have a little game you can play there to camouflage your seahorse so it's not devoured by a grouper in a, in a coral reef. But they're found usually in tropical climes. We have some in California, in San Diego, but some of the animals that we have on exhibit include the most exotic and bizarre-looking seahorse relatives, including leafy sea dragons from Australia that look like a drifting piece of kelp and, and weedy sea dragons that are only slightly less flamboyant. And you have an active shark program, don't you? We do. We're the first and only aquarium in the world to keep a great white shark for longer than 16 days. We've done it uh, six times now. We have a great white that came in on the 1st of September, and we'll hope it'll be with us for a few more months. And now, when you say the great white shark came in, how did it come in? <laughs> well, we have an active program to both try and bring these young-of-the-year great white sharks. So the little guy we have right now is about five feet, about 50 or 60 pounds, uh, and he'll go back to the wild uh, once he tells us he's ready to go, which usually means he's either not playing well with others or not eating well or something else has happened, maybe getting too big. And we're also trying to study and learn about them in the wild by putting electronic tracking tags on the sharks. So we learn where they're going, waters they're diving in, and we're even putting some new tags on that'll tell you when they go by a specific place. And how do those, ta- are those tags sending radio frequencies to a satellite somewhere? The, the tags that we have accumulate the data on a microchip, and then on a pre-programmed date, the little electrical current in the battery that drives them corrodes the wire holding them to the shark, floats to the surface, and the scientists in the lab get all the data beamed in by satellite. So that could pop up on the surface of the ocean anywhere? Exactly, although from what we've learned about the migrations of these young sharks, it tends uh, tends to happen off the coast of Baja, California. We had one go almost to Mazatlan, and some others come up into the Sea of Cortez. So they stay in the air this much? I mean, they, would they go across the Pacific Ocean to China? The adults, actually, our colleagues are tagging, and we're helping support, uh, go as far uh, west as Hawaii, and they hang out halfway between California and Hawaii uh, at a place called the White Shark Cafe for reasons as yet unknown, which tells you, I mean, these are the top predators in the ocean. They're, they fascinate humans, but we still know so little about them. And we want to bring people face to face with them so they can appreciate them more and maybe begin to care more about protecting the world for sharks. All right. Open seven days a week? Seven days a week. Only closed on Christmas. And kids must, I mean, kids must love this. They do, kids and families, but we're also voted the best place to kiss in Northern California uh, on the list. The best place to kiss? Absolutely. So grown-ups love to come there. People propose. It's, it's a great date place, but it's also a great family place Website? as well. www.montereybayaquarium.org and uh, places like Carmel Valley Ranch have two-day admission for one-day ticket prices. Good to know. Hey, Ken Peterson, thanks for, for joining us. Ken Peterson is Communications Director at the Monterey Bay Aquarium. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. 
52 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. If you hear some noise in the background, that's because this show is coming from Carmel Valley Ranch in Carmel, California. Carmel Valley, California, one of those beautiful spots in the United States, uh, without a doubt. Uh, Brian Gibson is, uh, has recently joined Carmel Valley Ranch as their director of sales and marketing. Uh, he was previously at a, at a resort in uh, San Diego, and he's moved up north. Brian, you're new here, so let's, you're looking at this place through, through fresh eyes. Just, what like is, a, just like a guest that just checked in. <laughs> what is the ethos here? What do you pick up? What are the vibes? What's well, going on here? I mean, I think, first of all, as you drive in the property, the setting is breathtaking. Oh, stunning. And, it's a you know, movie a, set. 500-acre playground, uh, undulating hills, beautiful 200-year-old oak trees studded the hills. A lot Moss of, dripping from some of the oak trees. Big, Deer lying, one. literally deers yeah. lying by the side of the right, road. Right. There was a gentleman trying to check in a couple of days ago. I went out front. There was uh, about 25 wild turkeys out in the Portacashire, <laughs> and he's trying to pull his portion, and he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so it's very cute. So very connected with nature and a very true experience, I think, of the central coast of California. Um, we're blessed with 300 days of sun coming off six miles off of the ocean. So this microclimate here is amazing. The, the grounds have been fully restored uh, with uh, John Pritzker taking over. We just talked about the lavender fields. There's been acres of Pinot grapes that have been planted. We'll have our own um, wine production in the next three years. And uh, the accommodations, the lodge, the spa, everything is brand new. So the hotel originally opened at 86. Uh, we're very fortunate to be an all-suite property. So average room is about 800 square feet, and they're true one-bedroom seats. So uh, amazing for romance. You've got two fireplaces and outside patios, but great for kids and extended families. I mean, the swings and the trees. We talked about that yeah. with John, earlier yeah. with John Pritzker. I mean, yeah. it's just, I mean, this is really the Northern California resort experience distilled all into one place. Right. I mean, you've got the scenery, you've got the microclimate, you've got the hills, you've got the golf course, and et cetera, et cetera. There's a hundred plus activities scheduled every week. You know, again, from the beekeeping, the lavender harvest, yoga, it, it's pretty amazing what the offerings are. And by the way, those several you just mentioned are complimentary. Everything. I mean, you don't yes. have to sign up to and pay $15 to go see the beekeeping no. demonstration, the lavender, produ- well, not the production, but the harvesting of the lavender. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's, it's really a place where you can just come hang. As I say, it's Northern California distilled right. perfectly. Right. And I think a lot of John and the opening philosophy was very much about allowing people to connect with nature again. I think most of us are running so fast, we're not spending time outside and being with things. To really be playful and be very genuine in what we do here. So not to be pretentious or stuffy in any sense. It's obviously a luxury property. But but you don't need a tie and a sport coat to eat no, in the A wet bathing suit and a t-shirt works perfectly anywhere you want to go on property. Yet it is. I've got to tell you, it's quite elegant. This is not, right. it's not funky. No. This is very, very nicely manicured. I mean, very gorgeous, that dining room at night. Mm-hmm. All right, you have a way. I mean, you have a couple deals you're going to share with us. Normally, at the end of the hour, I do deals of the week. And I thought since we're here, we should check on a couple deals so that folks can uh, uh, think about coming out here. Great. So we've got a midweek going on right now. It's uh, Everybody's back to school, so we're calling it a play hooky package. Like that. And it's for midweek, Sunday through Thursday. Uh, starting at 325, you're upgraded at check-in. To the next week category, you get breakfast for two and a $50 resort credit once per And breakfast day. for two is no small amount. That's not I mean, these a, are great it's breakfasts. A, it's a $50 value here. 
Okay. Um, best-selling package, really, and it's continuous um, as we have such amazing weather throughout the year, is the uh, Play Just a Little Bit Longer. It's a complimentary fourth night, so you purchase the first three, and you get the fourth night complimentary. I can see. Is that a play on that song, Stay Just a Little Stay Bit Longer? Stay Just a Little, a little longer. Bit Longer, yeah. So when you average it out, I mean, this time of year, if you're coming midweek, you're looking at an average rate of around 250, 260. And that's for an 800-square-foot room. One-bedroom suite. At with, least one fireplace. At least one fireplace. All the deer you can... <laughs> all the deer you can chase and all the activities you'd ever want to participate in. And a gor- the pools are heated. Two pools, uh, both saline, heated. Uh, new Infinity Pool, which is for adults only, which is very much an extension of the spa, which is located at the lodge. And then down the road is the River Ranch Complex, and that's a junior Olympic pool. We're going to actually talk with uh, the concierge here at the hotel in the next hour and go into more detail about what's available here. Well, do you miss San Diego? You've been here a month now. San Diego is a gorgeous place. I love Northern California, and it's great to be back. And it's nice to have you here. Thank you, sir. Brian Gibson is the uh, sales and and, uh, marketing director here at Carmel Valley Ranch. Uh, and we're delighted to have him join us. Thanks for sharing the deals with us, too. Absolutely. Pleasure you can find out, if, if, if you're driving, you can write that those prices down. Go to carmelvalleyranch.com, and it'll all be there. Got the right website? Correct. Okay. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you with us this weekend. We're coming to the end of the hour. Some of our stations leave us at this this point, and uh, as I always say each week, that's a tragedy, but most of our stations are staying on. In the next hour, we're going to talk with Tim Wood, the chef here at Lodge Restaurant at uh, uh, Carmel Valley Ranch, about organic gardening and where a lot of the food comes from. It's about 50 yards out the back door of the kitchen. Rhonda Motil is going to join us. She is the executive director of the Monterey Vintners and Growers Association. So we're going to be talking a little about wine. So stick around. Commercial's coming up. A little bit of news. I'll be right back with you right after these messages right here in Rudy Max's World. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.